I have this phrase and it goes something along the lines of toxic people are toxic people regardless of their friends or family. And today we're going to be talking about toxic people, toxic relationships, and the effect on our health. You know, I don't know why it at some point it's become more acceptable to accept toxic relationships, toxic people in our lives. We see it with teenagers in high school. They're closest friends sometimes are the most toxic people to them, but they keep them around for whatever reason, popularity, what they get from it. I don't even know. And sometimes I'll even ask my kids when they are kind of in this toxic friendship, what are they getting out of it? And they don't even know. And I think sometimes that is the biggest thing. Like sometimes we're in this toxic relationship. We don't even acknowledge, we don't even know it's toxic until someone else brings it to us. And I think sometimes it's important to take that self-reflection and really acknowledge how you're feeling about certain things. But before we go down that rabbit hole, I just want to kind of set the stage when we're talking about toxicity. And I ended up going to the dictionary because I always think that's a great place to start. And we went to the Oxford Dictionary and I look up the word toxic and it's harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. And I think this is really important because, you know, We all know kind of what a toxic relationship looks like from the outside, but sometimes we don't realize it from the inside. And when we're talking about unpleasant in a pervasive way, you know, we can have some, a friend of ours, good friend of ours, maybe be in a really bad mood and they're just not saying nice things. They're not doing, you know, good friend types of activities, but it's just a one-off or maybe a two-off. Well, in the toxic relationships we're really talking about, this is a pervasive way. If this is continuously how it goes or an insidious way, meaning like it's kind of conniving, kind of goes under the radar and just in these undermining kind of ways. And I think that's something to kind of be mindful of when we're looking at that. And you know, when we talk about science in this, there's even a study, I'm going to put the link below. I think it was called the Whitehall 2 study. And it actually shows that toxic relationships increase cardiovascular disease. Like there is legit like science behind this. And this was a fairly um, longer based study. It was a fairly larger based study. And I'm going to put the the information for that study in here so you can really see, but it really kind of shows that there is a relationship between these toxic relationships and how it affects our health. But, you know, let's just talk about a moment on how we feel when we're in these toxic relationships or what even happens when you might be around somebody that's fairly toxic. And I also want to preface this by saying, you know, just because you and someone else have a toxic relationship or toxic personality traits between the two of you doesn't mean the other person or you are necessarily toxic. It's just mixed together. It just doesn't work. It's like bleach and ammonia. Bleach is great. Ammonia can be great. Put them together and it's not a good relationship. You know, toxic people are always never going to make you feel good. Or they make you feel good for half a second and then they knock it right out of you with like some backhanded compliment. And you realize, wait, that wasn't a compliment. You were actually insulting me in a nice conniving way. And, you know, when we don't feel good about ourselves, we're going to be less productive. We're just in a bad mood. Generally, if we're in a bad mood, we're not making good, healthy choices. We're not going to generally go work out if we're feeling crappy about ourselves. It's declining in our mental health. It increases our stress level. It affects our sleep. There's so much that goes on 
when we're in this toxic relationship. And, you know, I think a lot of times we think of toxic relationships as something close to us, but we can have toxic relationships even if they're just kind of a casual friend, or maybe it's somebody that you're following on Instagram. They just don't make you feel good about yourself. You always feel less than when you're following them, or maybe they spark jealousy. Maybe it's not even something they are acknowledging they're doing. Maybe it's just, you know, you have your own thoughts about yourself and this person triggers you in some way, in a negative way. You know, we see this a lot with small business owners. You know, you know somebody that's doing really well and it's just hard for you to see it because you feel like it's always in your face and it keeps reminding you of maybe the things you're not doing or the failures. And, you know, a lot of times we'd like to say we could use that to drive us. And I know a lot of times we'll still follow those people thinking, okay, it's just going to drive me. It's just going to push me. But it's not. It's actually bringing up a lot of jealousy. It's bringing up a lot of things that you probably have to work on. But let's face it, maybe you're not ready to work on it yet. And I think this is one of the things with social media. We have the ability to unfollow. And I think we really need to use that more because there's so many times that we're following something that might be toxic to us that we just simply need to unfollow it. So if you are scrolling through your feeds and something triggers you not to feel good or angry or sad or jealous or whatever it is, and it's not helping you, unfollow it. There's no reason to keep this in our lives if it's not helping us, because that's just going to further delay us getting the results we want. You know, and when we're starting to feel these kinds of shifts in our relationship, maybe it didn't start off toxic. Maybe you were really happy for somebody and whatever they were doing. But over time, you're starting to realize that that little jealousy monster is coming up. Maybe they're saying things to you that you know we're just little digs. Remember that insidious? Just little digs. This is where we need to cut it off. And this is where I think sometimes having a sounding board, a support system, a good friend can be helpful, you know, in acknowledging that. Did you go through a breakup and you were following somebody and looking at things that were sidetracking you or delaying you or holding you back from something else? You know, a few years ago, I really kind of went through my Instagram feed because I was that person that would follow people thinking, okay, it's going to push me. Like I'm, I'm going to be motivated by it. And I wasn't motivated by that. I was demotivated by that. I remember spiraling sometimes for a couple minutes when I would see something until I acknowledged what I was doing and moved on. But it was still that couple minutes. And then you always have that little voice in the back of your head, right? So it's things that like that we have to be acknowledged on and just unfollow them. Kind of think of it, remember a few years ago, there was the Marie Kondo and she was telling you, if you hold something and it doesn't bring you joy, let it go. Well, that's kind of what we want to do when it comes to these relationships. And, you know, I know sometimes it's hard just to cut them off. Sometimes it might be working on building boundaries, but maybe you don't have the tools to build the boundaries yet. And maybe it's stepping away. Maybe it's removing yourself. You know, you really got to take a a self-reflection on your individual relationships and what you can do and what you can't do. I think a lot of times we use the excuse of their friends, their family to not put those boundaries, to not cut people off. But, you know, going back to that saying, toxic people are toxic people, regardless if they're friends or family. And I know a lot of people will will kind of feel like they have this 
sense of responsibility. And that's hard. And that's where I would say if you're in that situation, really reach out. Let's talk to a mental health provider because we, if you feel stuck, if you feel like you can't leave, if you feel like you can't build out these boundaries that are going to help you, you can't let somebody else rule so much of your life that it's going to eventually affect your health because they're a friend they're a family. You know, you have to kind of look at you and take care of you first because that can be really hard. And I know so many times it comes down to so many different things. Um, And I think that's where kind of taking that self-reflection, but then looking at mental health and getting yourself a mental health provider and things like that can really help navigate that space because sometimes we just need a little bit of help. And I have a little story here. A few years ago, I was telling you, I went back and I deleted a lot of, I blocked a lot of things on Instagram that were not making me feel good. And, you know, I kind of did that Marie Kondo on my Instagram. And I had this one friend and, you know, she was, she was kind of toxic towards other people, but never me. And it was just something I always just kept in the back of my mind with her. Like, okay, just be mindful, right? And we had like this great relationship. And there was this one time something happened. And obviously, I said something not meaning to any way, but I obviously triggered her. She just like cut me at the throat, you know, even though I was apologizing for, you know, saying something wrong and essentially hurting her. It was just it was a nonstop barragement of just nastiness. And it really hurt me because this was somebody that like I almost considered her kind of a mentor for me. I had a lot of fun with her. I looked up to her. So it really was kind of really negative for me. I used to get her newsletter all the time because she has an amazing business. And I know every time that newsletter would come in, it would bring up these feelings. And eventually I started hiding her newsletter in my inbox. And then one day I realized, well, I'm not actually getting rid of it. I'm still kind of harboring it. So I went through, I unsubscribed, I deleted everything and I unfollowed her on Instagram. And, you know, it never kind of came up again. I was kind of moving past it. And then just this week, I went into my email and there's this other woman that I really like and respect and follow. And she was reading, I was reading her newsletter and she posts a picture with this other woman. And immediately, I all the same feelings kept flooding back. And I didn't even know these two people knew each other. And it was just, it was difficult. And I was kind of left with this feeling, well, do I unfollow this other person because of this? And for me, I was like, no, because I don't want that control. I don't want this person to control any more than she already has. So I deleted the one newsletter that she was brought up in. I am not thinking she's probably going to be brought up in many more. But, you know, it was just kind of that thing where you had to make these decisions. And sometimes you have to make the decisions based on what's best for you. You know, I follow a lot of people's newsletters because I want to see how a lot of successful businesses are building newsletters. And, you know, I didn't initially unsubscribe to my friend's newsletter because she was killing it at business. She was killing it in her newsletter. And I wanted to learn from that. 
But I realized that I wasn't learning from that. It was delaying me. It was stopping me. I wasn't moving forward. It's about taking a look and seeing where you are emotionally and how you can move forward. You know, one of the things I know a lot of shift workers feel really guilty when it comes to relationships because they don't feel like they spend enough time with people. They don't feel like they have availability based on maybe physical availability to be somewhere or even emotion availability to be somewhere. But I know a lot of times there will be a lot of guilt. They're accepting of toxic relationships because of that guilt. Well, they're like this because I have to do this. Again, that's where really looking at that therapy and really understanding you know, is this your guilt or is this a toxic relationship? Is this a toxic relationship just because the two of you can't meet in the middle? You know, and a lot of times that's maybe counseling or therapy and things like that. But, you know, if you're holding on to a toxic friendship, a toxic relationship, because you feel guilty out of it, you really need to take a look and see what's going on behind the scenes because a lot of times releasing that toxicity of that relationship, we don't realize how much lighter we feel, how much better we feel about ourselves. So it's really important to have a sounding board, have that good support system, whether it's friends or family or healthcare providers, you know, having that therapy, that counselor to help you because toxic relationships will 100% affect your physical health, not only your mental health. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And listen, go do that Marie Kondo effect through your Instagram. If something doesn't make you feel good, unfollow it. I hope you all enjoyed this week, uh, this episode, and I'll talk to you next week.